the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. It's the special real estate edition that I seem to do at least one hour a week dedicated to real estate. When I do that, I bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Good morning. Is it realtor or realtor? Realtor. Or, or realtor. It's not realtor. realtor. It's not realtor. Realtor? I like the way you say that. Let's get a break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, about financing a second home. Potentially... Ooh. I once interviewed at Silicon Investment, Silicon Valley Bank. And I was like, who's your customers? And they're like, um, startups. I'm like, oh, I probably should have done a little bit of uh, research before I, I talk to you guys, right? Probably. And since then, I've kind of learned. We're going to talk a little bit about Silicon Valley Bank and um, banking and the brokerage world of mortgages. We're going to talk about markets that are doing well, home equity. We're talking about rents. And most importantly, we're going to talk about the yard of the month. My homeowners association, I've got a rental property in North Carolina, which I I think in the back of my mind was an investment property when I originally got into it. And then it really didn't go kind of like California goes. (laughs) And there's a lot of land down there. And you kind of learn, you know, through years, like the old saying of they're not making any more land. It's, it's, It's wrong. They are. They're tearing down golf courses and putting up land. And if you own a single-family home next to a golf course, uh, they could turn that golf course into 10 million rental units. Not 10 million rental units, but 10,000 rental units pretty fast. And then suddenly you're like, I have this single Oh, I have this great view. Oh, there's no crime. Oh, it can all change on a dime kind of, so to speak. But yeah. um, So I've got a property on the East Coast, and they just sent out the yard of the month. The homeowners association. So they go around and take a look at people's yards. Were you the yard of the month? No, 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 no. But it isn't that. I, I, don't you want? I almost feel like they're patting me on the head, sending this kind of stuff out. If you live there, I, I think small town living has its value in large part because, uh, you know, a, a fun night out is actually going to a potluck with your friends. So you're nice to your friends because you're no longer competing for jobs with them. They're just your friend. You're doing a potluck with them. So. I like how quaint and is it colloquial um, sending out yard of the month, i.e. take care of your damn yard people. Um, and we're just reminding you there. Here's how what people do so well. And I don't know. What do you win for yard of the month? Probably nothing. Maybe a $5. Maybe Starbucks. a sign you get to stick in your yard. Uh, anyways. That's pretty. That's I know, really right? I'm, I'm showing, them, I'm showing yeah. them some of these yards. But also when you look at some of these pictures back of North Carolina, you're like, Wow, the construction's not very good. Yeah, and they put those up pretty quickly. Like, where's the trees? This whole neighborhood has no trees. Yeah. They're like, you see the trees, and they're teeny tiny. And in 30 years from now, they're going to be 
quite nice. It's an interesting golf course community. I've seen the house. It reminds me of that um, Flintstones episode where Fred and Barney are going to Rock Vegas. And they're driving through the desert and they come across this teeny, teeny tiny little creek in the desert. And it says, and Fred looks to Barney and goes, it's not much now. Hey, hey, buddy, it's not much now. But I hear in a million years, it's going to be quite grand. <laughs> so they, they're crossing the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And it's just a trickle of a stream at that point in time. There's no canyon. Okay, I don't need to explain this. Do you think our kids would even understand Flintstones? No, not really. I think I've tried to show my kid a couple of the old cartoons and it just doesn't make sense. Like Tom and Jerry, they're just beating each other up. Which, yeah, which is great. (laughs) If you want to teach your kid how to be a sociopath, you want him to become the next Dexter. That's the way to do it. So anyway, I think what I was trying to bring up is that, um, oh, even in the desert, like homeowners associations, things like that. It's not much, but in uh, in a million years, um, I missed the Flintstones. You heard about that, that community in, um, uh, I can't remember where it was, but they they were built around a golf course, and they had a fee for water, and the fa- water fee went up. And they said, okay, so it's a $35 extra a month per household, and they voted against it, and then the golf course closed. So now they, they're no longer on a golf course, and, and then the owner of the golf course burned down his, his um, clubhouse, and now it's just trash and overgrown weeds, and um, that's kind of what you get. So you... you you inherit a lot of responsibility when you go into an HOA. Um, get involved. That's what I can recommend. Oh, Definitely get involved. Isn't it funny? Like the different perspective of 20 years. Back in my early 20s when I was living in someone else's place, when I was renting someone else's place, the homeowners associations, they're and, it, and it, it's it's cliche. They're house Nazis. Is it too soon to do Hitler jokes again? Or can I get back to Hitler jokes or Nazi no. jokes? But the homeowners association, they're kind of evil companies. Now you're look, now I look at them as they're my partners and they're sending out mm-hmm. cute little emails to me saying, Hey, look at the yard of the month. And I do want my tenants to weed and feed, so to speak. And I know you're saying weed. You want them to grow weed in the backyard? No, 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 no. Um, uh, it's too, it's tough to explain. So take care of the grass. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at my gardener. It's Matthew Connie. All right. All right. All right. And look who's uh, watering the, the, the plants in back. It's Willie Nelson and Woody Harrelson. Who else is famous for smoking marijuana? Oh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Sure. Snoop Dogg's, uh, he's at the post office. He's dropping off some packages. So anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about? You listed quite a few pretty good stories. Um, I like the one about the 13.3% home equity, home equity increase in the United States over the last quarter. That seems too much. Which is much. like $1 trillion. Okay. Um, and that kind of ties into the whole equity lines are increasing by about 18%. So more equity lines from the previous year, uh, even though that some of the interest can't be uh, deducted, the rates are averaging about 5.9, then people are still going after these equity lines. I mean, and, and it, it all makes sense. Your house is growing. It's cheaper than getting personal loans, which, uh, you know, if you want to get a set of windows, you're not going down to the bank and getting... You know, it can range between four and twenty percent, and you'll probably end up at like eight, nine, ten. You're not using a credit card; you're going to get an equity line, and that's what people are. Even though you can't write off the interest, so uh, it's making a lot of sense. But it, I, it's just too easy. I think as interest rates get higher, 
uh, loans are a little bit easier to get, especially with the, you know, banks are looking for opportunities for volume right now. Um, mortgage origination is down so far, and they're just going to push, push, push what people think is easy. And that's what an equity line is. But it can be dangerous. How dangerous? Well, are we it, talking like swimming with a python? Uh, yeah, yeah. The great, you know, Jaws. Um, I spell my name. Getting out of danger. an equity line. A lot of people don't realize it's a cash out transaction. Um, some people overextend. Some people use it thinking they're going to pay it back and then keep running it up um, mm. like a credit card. And then they or they get used to the 10 years of interest only. And then it resets or recasts and they get stuck with the higher payments uh, with no kind of exit strategy. So I'd be really careful and do a lot of planning and research before you get into one. For me, the big thing is a home equity line of credit kind of assumes better performance. Like mm-hmm. you're borrowing the money at a cost. You're You're selling your home at a cost. You're selling a chunk of your home. You're selling some of the equity in your home. You're getting it out. Yep. You have to pay it back. Let's, let's say it's, the cost is 4%. So I think the problem is a lot of people think they can beat 4% when they start. Like, I'm going to go put in more real estate. And they yeah. put it into a car that depreciates 20% the moment you drive it off the lot. Yeah. Or they put it into a vacation home that doesn't appreciate quite like a rental home or a single family home. Well, we see a lot of people pull cash out, pay off credit cards, and then run the credit cards right back up. There you go. Same and thing. We endorse it if it's a transaction for Tony Mendez. We don't endorse <laughs> it if it's a financial plan. You find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does home equity loans. He does equity lines. He does all sorts of mortgages and much, much more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Night replay at seven. Phone booths. I miss them. I've kind of learned, like, I don't know. Some of the things that we grew up on are no longer valid. And they changed aggressively, and our kids won't understand. And they, and they don't. So, 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Nation's top three most expensive places for renters. Nations, the United States of America. There's 50 great states plus Puerto Rico and some territories, right? Nation's top three most expensive places for renters. Are they in Florida? You know what Jamaican friend used to say? He goes, no, 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 no. It could have been the worst Jamaican accent I've ever heard. I'll work on it. Okay. I'll work on it. Um, is the most expensive rentals... In Washington, D.C., as all the Democrats left and all the apartments got flushed down and the landlords were like, hey, let's let's jack up the rents on the new Republicans aides coming in and stuff like that. Is it Washington, D.C.? As my Jamaican friend would say, no, 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 no. Is that better? A little, little better. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Top three most expensive places for renters all in the Bay Area. That's tough. If you rent a two-bedroom apartment in the South Bay, you'd better close, be making close to 50 bucks an hour or roughly $100,000 a year. Wow. I don't get it sometimes, like how people who aren't – well, I do get it. Everyone seems to charge an arm and a leg for anything. So you can go to, like, Reno and get a hamburger. You can get prime rib, all you can eat in Reno for eight ninety nine, Or you can get a hamburger in San Carlos, Palo Alto for $17. No. Not a good audio clip, but uh, 
was talking to Mike last week, and I was like, do you remember the SCTV? It was Friday night. It was a character. Mm. Rick he, Moranis he, and all those guys, yeah. And I, I think the character was the Jamaican man or something like that. And he had this big, big, big reefer. Just huge. It was, it was oversized. It was Marley. comical. I think they call it a Marley. A Marley. Is reefer no longer? No, the big joint. Okay, huge joint. Okay. Huge joint. The size of a burrito. Size of a, a burrito and a car put together. So, um, and he would always think, he'd always bring up questions like, hey, look what I got, man. Do you eat it? And you go, no, 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 no. And he goes through this whole litany of stuff. And the final one is do a smoke. And he goes, yeah, man. So I thought that could translate. The audio clip in my head from 25 years ago, not as good as the audio clip that's available now on YouTube. So it's pretty expensive. So how do these people, how do renters survive here? Or how do you rent without making a hundred thousand dollars a year is one. Or how do you rent without feeling bad that you're throwing down so much money? I can barely read this. This is the tiniest print I've ever seen. Well, you you have a generation of millennials moving in to take advantage of the tech boom here in the Bay Area. And you have landlords that are pretty much unrestricted, pushing up rents. Uh, I get calls all the time. My rent's going up $500 a month uh, or next month, and I need to buy a house. Uh, that's a very common phone call. Uh, there's just not enough inventory. And, and landlords right now are just raking it in because of there's no affordable housing. And then you have builders saying, oh, Canadian lumber is now too expensive. And, we, you know, we have no land to build on. And, and then what they do is they build places that they can make a lot of money on, you know, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar townhouse or condo. Um, I just sold a one point five million dollar condo in Mountain View. Uh, and that's what they're building instead of affordable housing. So rents are going to keep we're going to stay like that. San yeah. Francisco is on the list and Oakland's on the list. Well, I drove by a place recently on El Camino in my hometown, and it, it was uh, Applewood's famous in Mountain View or something like that, and they, they tried to expand. It opened up. It shut down in probably like three months, and it's been empty now for two years, three years, and then you're like three years, four years, and I kind of fi- I finally figured out what happened. You're like, why, why hasn't another person come in there? Because it's been zoned for housing, and they're just waiting to tear down that project and start a new project because that's what they did right next to it. That, that the landlord doesn't even want a restaurant in there. He just wants to sell it for condos and tear it yeah. down and wait for the zoning to change. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't get how we do not have a healthy environment, but again, it's, it's people who are willing to live in an apartment of, you know, 400 square foot, 500 square foot, 600 square foot. Uh, and, and we're not going to see that. Cheap. We're not going to see it drop anytime soon. We're, we're looking at places around the United States, even Seattle. Seattle is I think leading the nation. Million and a half dollar apartment. Uh, uh, um, yeah, and That's ludicrous. Yeah, <laughs> it was a big one though. Um, a place like Seattle, which is leading the nation uh, for the last couple of years, year over year, um, rate of return on appreciation okay. on on home prices. They just their rents just dropped like two percent. Yeah, um, place like Denver and Portland, I think their rents have dropped because the builders are finding land and they are building, building, building multifamily, and so they had a lot more inventory for rents. Uh, we're just not seeing that here in the Bay Area. Um, so I, I can will stand by that and say that we're going to keep seeing higher rents okay. because of that. So it's working on both ends, well, on, on last, the real estate side into, and the rent side. This ties into two stories we did last week talking real estate, you and I. Uh, last week, we talked about millennials are going to spend $200,000 on rents before they actually buy their first home. Yeah. And 
that number is expected to only go higher and higher and higher for the first time home buyer. It cuts into down payments it and savings down. for you know IRS four hundred one ks, retirements and yeah. vacations, and so. Um, but that ties into it. And then you you just talked about Seattle. So Amazon obviously owns Seattle. They're the Seattle mafia, in my opinion. And the city council is always trying to break them up, like they do in, in comic book movies. Um, and Amazon said, okay. Those two towers that we were building, let's freeze those because the city council said, let's start charging Amazon $3 per year per employee that they have living in the city. They're going to do a head tax for how many people were working at the company. And Amazon said, okay, if you're going to do that, not only are we going to announce headquarters too, but we're also going to stop building these apartments that we're building right here, this, this, the sky rise. So flash forward three months later, guess what the city council does? Oh, we, we, we've killed that idea. We're no longer going to tax you, Amazon. And guess what they said? Fire up the cranes. Start them up again. <laughs> and last week, we talked about Menlo Park and, and uh, Cupertino. They're looking at Apple, and they're looking at Google, and they're looking at Facebook, and they're saying, you have so many employees that we want to charge you a tax. Didn't work in Seattle. I don't know if it's going to work down here. But this, I don't understand it. So it's 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 real when you start seeing how much money people are throwing into rents well we're also going to see our companies um like facebook like apple and the list goes on and on figuring out that it's going to be hard to recruit talent when it's the cost of living is so high uh, and people are going to start looking people i'm sorry companies are going to start looking at other cities where millennials are moving there's a huge list of cities around the United States that millennials are just flocking to, including places like Sacramento and Portland, Seattle and Denver, um, even places like um, San Antonio and so on. And we're going to start seeing more and more companies, I think, spreading out across the nation and figuring out that's where we're going to start recruiting talent. I think that's the next boom over the next 10 years. It's Tony Mendez and Rob Black on the Tony Mendez show. You can find him at <laughs> BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He did my loan. We just did one loan this year, did a refi last year, always working together. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Little Regina Specter, bring us back from break. Really? Do you remember the episode of Seinfeld where he was dating a woman who had a name that was also closely sounding of a female body part. And the whole episode, you didn't know what the, what the body part was? He, well, he forgot. Okay. And he was trying to remember the whole time. Okay, so this just goes to show you, I never actually saw one whole episode of, of Seinfeld. Jerry! <laughs> That's my only impression. It's awful. I married a woman named Elaine, so... Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, I know. And she even does the whole dance thing. Oh. Whoa. I don't know what that means, but I'll just say that's brutal. Um, that's gold, gold. <laughs> So HELOCs, interest rates, short-term interest rates have moved up, and that's obviously going to affect uh, borrowing costs on yeah. short-term products. Credit cards, equities, car payments, or car loans, so on. Yeah. Car loans, not so much, because they're so competitive. Like a Toyota... They know that they can get you one of three ways. They can get you on the overpricing of the vehicle. They can get you on the trade-in value of your vehicle, or they can get you on the financing. And sometimes car companies will kind of like sacrifice one to get two other ones. Kind of once you kind of bait and switch you, which is why you, one of the pieces of advice I got as a young man, I don't even know if this still holds true, was um, when you go in, tell them you're going to trade in the car, 
but then ultimately shop it around Craigslist. I, I have the perfect formula if you want it. Oh, please tell me. Okay. So let's say you're trading in a car. So what you do is you find the highest value of your car. Oh Jesus, this is too right. long. Then you find out the lowest amount that they're going to pay for the uh, that they're going to sell you the car. Carry the R. And then you find the interest, the lowest interest rate you're going to get. Amortized by 18. And then you subtract that. You get a loan amount. And you turn it into a payment. Then you go into and say, here's my payment that I will pay for that car. Okay. And that's oh, it. Well, that's all you do. Okay, so for 60 months. You know, five-year term. Yeah. That is you the way you buy a car. Stupid. So I remember my dad. He got a car once. Two-year lease. Two-year loan. Two-year loan. And the next car I got was a three-year loan. Then we got to four-year loans. Now we're at five, six, and seven-year loans. So just throwing that out there. Um, okay, so the short-term products, the home equity lines of credits, the LIBOR rates and things like that. Yeah, LIBOR's up. Uh, I know a lot of people pay attention to that. If you have an arm right now, um, you, a an lot adjustable of people, rate mortgage. Yeah, and your adjustable rate mortgage, and you're adjusting into the LIBOR. It's at 2.67, I think is what I checked, plus, plus your margin. So you could easily be adjusting over 5% if you were to adjust tomorrow. And um, that's freaking out a lot of people. They're like, oh, 30 year fixed rates are up higher. Should I refinance out of that arm? Should I get another arm? That's why we're seeing arm rates going, I'm sorry, arm usage going up because people are in arms now going, I waited too long to refinance into a 30 year fix. Now I got to go back into another arm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're not owing more. Yeah, you're reamortizing, but you are getting a rate that's lower than the current 30 year fixed, but your rate's a little higher than a 30 year fix that you sh- would have got two years ago. So a lot of people that waited. So my home equity line that I got with you, I'm talking about an arm. Okay. Is it going to be higher? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just yeah. boiling, trying to shut you up right now. I was thinking about Chile, Chile, Chile. And, um, I'm looking at, I was trying to look at the 10-year price, 10-year uh, yield, treasure yield, and I see silver at $16.66. And I got kind of sad because, you know, the, the big thing in Chile is is mining. That's their big business. Talking about Silicon Valley hitting gold, Jerry, that's gold, um, with tech products versus mining. If if Silicon Valley had silver underneath it, and it may be, maybe it does, I don't know, we would be a different, housing values would be quite different. It was so sad. I this is, I, I'm, I'm not on antidepressants, but I'm very emotional these days. And, um, and I can't quite control them. It's kind of like lack of sleep or maybe death coming or something like that. But Chile's got mines, right? And silver mines aren't terribly well regulated. Mines aren't, aren't well in any parts of the United any parts of the world, really. So guess who gets the silver out of the Chilean mines? I have no idea. Children. Because oh, okay. Children are smaller, and you could put small people down into... Make smaller tunnels. Smaller tunnels, right? And like 19 people die a month and stuff like that. And, and someone wife waddles into the room and goes, um, so how can we stop this? And I said, stop buying silver. And the problem will go away. And like, do we really need silverware made out of silver that we polish for Thanksgiving? Lung, Bob. Do we really need to send the kids down to the mines to get the black lung? So anyway, Chile... Yeah, they're going to so, suffer from lower prices silver of prices, silver, yeah. right? Ten-year yield they, uh, a actually dropped makes today. Fourteen bucks a week. Yeah, did the ten-year yield? Yeah, the, that's that's what I was like. Two eight nine. Wow. Yeah, that dropped uh, because of the e- ECB. Though. No, ECB um, came out and kind of solidified what they're going to do for the rest of the year. They're still thinking about pulling back on their their bond purchasing. Um, uh, through September and then the last few months of the year, they're going to reduce it significantly. But uh, 
I think that just coming out and saying what they were going to do made investors feel a little bit better. Yeah. But overall, once that ends, I, I still think for the global economy, we're going to see higher interest rates everywhere instead of just in the United States. Well, the Fed's already kind of leading the way with that. Oh, yeah. And they've said, we were thinking like maybe one more this year and they're like, oh, probably two more this year. Yeah. So that HELOC's going to get tougher. That yep. credit card's going to get tougher. That ARM, that, adjustable rate mortgage. That intro rate that you got on your um, equity line is going to eventually expire after, what, 12 months or 18 months and right. then fully adjust and, to whatever the, the current primes are. Right. And you may have wished that you did a 30-year fixed refi and cash out instead. So everything's reamortized and fixed for that 30 years. Or right. do a seven-year ARM. Who, who knows? Whatever fits your, your timeline. But a lot of people getting 18% higher equity lines going right now. And it's, um, you know, we, we just went through the, the largest recast period for equity lines in history, um, coming back from 2005 to 2007. So over 2007 to 2000, um, to 2017, that's that 10 year period where everything started recasting. And everybody was that is in an equity line is getting another equity line to replace their old equity line at a higher rate. So it's, uh, it's just a cycle that people go through. Um, when your equity goes up, uh, a lot of people don't really care. They're seeing their home values go up and they just get uh, a, the secondary product, the one that's easier. So I highly recommend you do all your research before you get an equity line. Run the numbers. Look at your aggregate rate of what you can get or what you're going to get compared to what you can get if you do a total refi. I make enough money and I've done well enough in life that I don't have to worry about an extra 40, 50 bucks per month. But a lot of people do. And I, I that's why you have to be very, you should almost be educated on HELOCs and borrowing money and what you're going to spend the money on and rate of return and things like that. But we really aren't. But that's one of the nice things and one of the curses about you is that you actually care about people and you don't want them to get too much into trouble, per se. But sometimes you can't stop people. There's one guy who's been emailing you and me for 10 years about, you know, trying to find the right time for real estate to crash so he can pick up more of it. And he's, he thinks, like, you're psychic. Emailed me today. Did he? Yeah, I'll right there. look at it at a break. <laughs> he infuriates me. It's, you know. You've got me. You and I do a good job, and Chad Burton does too, of teaching people like some of the basics and getting them excited about retirement and getting them excited about investing in real estate and getting them excited about like, well, one day you can sell that place and turn it into your kid's tuition if you want to. But in the meantime, someone will be paying it off for you. But some people, man, you can teach them to fish. You can even give them fish. Like I've said for seven, eight years in a row, I own shares of Apple. I'll let you know when I sell it. I'm thinking more and more about it. Because when you take a look at the 10-year uh, comparisons of what the 10 biggest companies were 10 years ago, 10 biggest companies 10 years before that, they're never the same companies. Now, again, things change because 10 years ago it was commodities that were super high and there was more inflation in situations like that. But, um, yeah, some people just they sit on the toilet too long. So that's all I got. You know, I once had a friend who um, she kind of wanted to find someone to get married. And, you know, the analogy, the boyfriend would, like, come to her and, you know, she would say, you know, he would say something about the toilet, like, you know, do your stuff or get off, right? And um, she's like, I'm not a toilet. And I'm like, that's not, that's, not the, that's not the point of the analogy. And yet some people get caught up and, like, don't call me a toilet. No, it's like sometimes don't procrastinate. Like, don't sit on the toilet and read magazines all day. Don't call me a toilet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Is the orange juice fresh? Get yes, your mind out of fresh. the toilet, right? Did the orange juice come out of a carton or did it come out of uh, something with a peel on it? Yes, it's fresh. Yes, it's fresh. Is the orange juice fresh? Yes, it's fresh. Don't! Millennials won't drink stuff out of cartons. It's hard to get a straight answer sometimes. Okay, where were we? Procrastination. I, I'm, I, I just have toilet in my head right now. Don't call me a toilet. <laughs> anyway. Men and women are very different. Um. Yeah, so equity lines, you know, they're pretty easy to get, and they they get promoted that way and marketed that way. Even mortgages now. You talk about um, people making the wrong decision or or a hasty decision. Um, you look at some uh, has to do with a rocket flying through space kind of mortgage. Uh, push a button and you're pre-approved. But there, where's the counseling? Where's the you know? There's too many financial companies right now that are making automating the, the decisions for you for you without consulting you and that's that's probably the only thing that ticks me off every time i see that commercial is it, they're making it too easy making it too easy yeah and, and you're not talking small sums of money no you're talking you're the largest six hundred thousand yeah. dollars that you could get at lunch through an app it is kind of crazy smashing pumpkins do you know that the word smashing doesn't involve gallagher for the smashing pumpkins you know what <laughs> smashing is it's the English version of Smashing. I, I think you have to tell people who Gallagher is first. Well, Smashing Pumpkins are good-looking pumpkins. Like, you look smashing today, baby. So that's the okay. story behind Smashing Pumpkins. I did not know that. Billy Corgan, man, he was badly abused as a kid. Damaged. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, 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 moolah, invest in more. Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about real estate, home equity. Should you buy now? Should you wait? I look at it as the, I'm not much of a, sometimes you can buy high, sometimes you can buy low, sometimes you can buy in the middle. That's why I do my 401k every two weeks. And this year, I'm, I'm doing it every two weeks until I max it out. Every two weeks, part of my paycheck goes into it. I think people should approach life that way a little bit more. Go ahead and live now because you are going to die. And then you see just horrible, horrible stories of people like uh, dying much too early. But anyway, um, what you got, Tony? Uh, you had a something right here. That doesn't help people. You wanted to talk about a bank and jumbo loans? Okay. Not actually sure what you wanted to talk about, but um, from our perspective in the industry, jumbo loans have gotten a lot easier, and that's good to hear, especially here in the Bay Area where the median home price with 20% down is pretty darn close to a jumbo loan, and Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and FHA don't quite reach that um, that median loan that you need to buy a house here in the Bay Area. But uh, there's also like the 5% down products that we've been seeing with no mortgage insurance. That's the big thing we've seen over the last year is... Uh, the, the the saying you need 20% down to avoid mortgage insurance is pretty much gone out the window. That's what, one reason why we're seeing mortgage insurance so cheap right now. Um, and it kind of works hand in hand that you can lenders are basically building it into the rate. So you kind of are paying for it, but um, it always works out a little bit better because they expect you to pay that a little bit longer than you would regular mortgage insurance. So it's making it a little bit easier for people to buy a million dollar house with 5% down or 10% down or 15% down. You still have to qualify, but the, what really it puts the whole piece together is that rates are pretty decent. And there's a lot of discrepancies we see between rate and costs between going to a credit union or a large bank or a broker. Um, I think that email came from, um, 
Well, I, I think a professional in the business has yeah. said that that it's that brokers and banks are it's going to be hard to compete against some of the other ones that are trying to blow out deals. Well, it's interesting to note because uh, I think it shows the, the average person out there who might be a worker at Google or Facebook, but isn't part of the startup culture. They're competing against people who are getting startups and they're getting Silicon Valley Bank that's willing to say, we'll give you a free mortgage if you're willing to do investment banking with us. You're like, you can't compete with that. I think a lot of people don't realize what they're competing with. Um, there's a guy, he, he is so cliche. He's like that that crazy Eddie, like, I'm crazy Eddie, and I'm giving my stereos away for free. But awesome. he is his he is the Chinese version of that to realtors mm-hmm. in my hometown. He sends out like this, these catalogs that are 15 pages of homes that he sold in the past, and some of them go back years. And you're like, why are you doing this? He's bragging. He's showing off. He's saying I could throw down money on catalogs because I'm that kind of successful, and you want to work with me because I'm that kind of successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't compete with that. So you know, my realtor is just a. Down to earth, lovely person who knows the market well can't compete with Flash. So well, there, there's even companies like I mean, Zillow is going to start getting into buying and selling homes, and next thing you know, there's going to be a mortgage button there. It's going to be, hey, can you get a Zillow mortgage? But there's another company that's automating, trying to automate. They're out of the Bay Area. I can't remember the name. It's um, not overboarded, but it's something like that. And they they're they're um, they're going to buy and sell house, and they have a mortgage product that's going to go along with it. Now, I don't know the, the quality of it, and I don't know the rates, and is it going to be a discount or not, or is it just a convenience product? But uh, I think that's kind of the way that um, the industry is going. It, it, I'm, I don't, it's not going to be automated to buy your house, but w- when you think about it, like millennials right now, eighty something percent of millennials are buying houses sight unseen. It's you know I don't think it's that high but it, but you get the idea that this is kind of the trend of where real estate's going. Automation, sight unseen, fast closings, convenience on products. Albert Einstein. Let's play a, a password. Don't look at the screen. Albert Einstein. Okay. You're supposed to try to Albert guess what Einstein. I'm thinking. What am I what am I going to do? And Winkers. Winkers. Okay. Winkers. Elvis Pigsley. Uh, let me guess. These are names of pigs. Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> These are names of pigs that you can bet on at the Alameda County Fair. We have Alameda County Fair tickets. Winner receives a family of four pack of tickets to Alameda County Fair today, all the way through July 8th, with big new rides, live horse racing, tasting events, extreme action sports, and pig races. Remember, it's an exhibition, it's not a competition, no wagering. But if you do, put your money on Elvis Pigsley. You can't box, you can't do trifectas, but at horse racing you can there. I love pig racing. There's nothing better. When you see Snort and Norton pull it up on Pork Chop! He's Piggly Wiggly's coming out of nowhere! Oh my god, Piggly Wiggly by a nostril! Everyone else turns into uh, barbecue later that day. <laughs> Big racing and a great barbecue at the end of the day. It kind of goes together, does it oh. not? So 800-516-1220. You can get a family four-pack of tickets for the Alameda County Fair. It's going on now through July 8th. You can learn more at alamedacountyfair.com, alamedacountyfair.com. It's a great day. And uh, it's one of your 100 days of summer. This is what you're doing. Call 800-516-1220 right here, right now to get that family four-pack. Tony Mendez is with BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Phone lines are, are lighting up. Wow. It's the craziest thing. You can give away pig racing tickets. <laughs> Snorton Norton wins by a snout! I'm going with pork chop. I think I'm going to have a heart attack. 
You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoadSource.com. I've got seminars coming up uh, right around the corner, two weeks from now. Palo Alto Elks Lodge. You can find out more information by going to Rob Black's show. Bring bacon. Use the code RADIO25. Bring toenails for Tony. He likes to collect toenails. Uh, the code is RADIO25 at RobBlackShow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.